Blog Talk Radio. some hot tea standing by and uh, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready for an, for an hour of poetry of your poetry so uh, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362 and uh, give us a call we have no content or stop restrictions and uh, it's time to uh, it's time to uh, it's time to have a, have an hour of poetry um, not a whole lot of news in Poetry Superhighway land to report uh, this, uh, this time of year. Um, I, I can tell you that coming up in, um, uh, at the end of this month, we'll be starting our annual um, Great Poetry Exchange. So what's that, you might ask? The Great Poetry Exchange is a project in which uh, we will be collecting books of poetry from you. Actually, we won't be collecting them exactly, but, uh, but we'll be asking you to pledge one of your books. Um, so you're going to basically agree to send a copy of your book to somewhere else in the world. And in exchange, you will receive a book from yet another person from somewhere else in the world. That's how it works. We've been doing this for 17 years or so now. And, uh, starting on February 1st, you'll see an announcement when, uh, uh, how to sign up, sign up online. You don't have to send anything at that point. Um, you're just going to basically agree to send your book to somewhere else in the world. Could be the other side of the world, could be the other side of your town. So that's the big news that's that's coming up on Poetry Superhighway. Uh, but January otherwise is a fairly slow month. No special projects, no nothing, uh, which is which is confusing me because usually I spend a lot of time at the beginning of the show uh, uh, going on and on about something that's going on. So since nothing is going on, we're going to get right to the poetry. How about that for a change? The number to call in is 646-716-7362. Um, already have a couple of callers in the queue excited to, to hear their poems. Um, I can promise you that um, at the half hour mark of the show, we're going to hear a spoken word track from a poet uh, named Cliff Bernier, who sent in a few tracks after I published a call for spoken word tracks in the last uh, Poetry Superhighway newsletter that went out yesterday. He was also a recent poet of the week on Poetry Superhighway. So that's kind of cool um, when folks are participating in multiple ways. So again, one last time, the number is area code 646 
716-736-7362. I'm going to have a sip of tea and then say hello to our first caller from, um, let's see, we've got a block number. Hello, block number. Hello, Rick. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Um, This is the uh, uh, recognizable and inimitable voice of Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Uh, that is very dead on bingo. You got it right first time out, Rick. <laughs> well, I, I, I try. Um, how's everything in your part of the world, my friend? Um, you know, w- winter has been slow coming this year. We've had the occasional storm here and there, but for the most part, it's still been like today. It's right around minus one, minus two, which would be about... 30 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, which to you would be very cold, but to us is actually quite mild for this time of year. Yeah, it's interesting, um, the uh, the relative perceptions of, of temperatures. Um, it, it's been awfully cold as far as we're concerned here in Southern California, um, which means it's been, you know, about 50 degrees, which is, you know, as far as you're concerned, it's basically a heat wave. For that, for this time of year, 50 degrees would be insane. They'd really be worrying about the uh, greenhouse effect and everything with uh, climate change with all that if it was 50 degrees here. But, I mean, it, we, we haven't been that far off. I mean, like, there's been some days that have been plus 5 or plus 6, which is getting upwards of over 40 degrees so that the the other day we were at a restaurant uh, over in Sioux Michigan when you came out you took your jacket off and it was like plus three out there like 36 degrees but in relativity it was like in summer that would be like 85 90 degrees because your body you know acclimatizes to the changing weather and when when it is above like that when you're used to being about five or six below or ten below celsius which is probably in the low 20s to the teens and stuff like that you uh your body tells you it's uh it's warmer than it actually is well there you go um that's how it works Mm. um well i i hope you're warm inside right now in any case um alex and um i'd I'd love to hear the poem that you uh brought to share today Got you, Rick. I didn't get to read with you in December because it was a crazy month. Um, my One of my brothers passed away from cancer in late uh, November, so I've written one in his memory, and I thought it would be a fair tribute today if I read this one on his behalf. Go for it. Okay, it's called Morning Sky. I'm on my way home to be back in the arms of the tender mother who brought me in this world. The time is near as the candle that burns finishes its rotation, which is my signal to be gone from this place. How do I say goodbye? To those who've walked with me, I will remember fondly. As these memories will stay intact, a piece of my heart is embedded into each one of them. Life has been a journey. As many roads have I traveled. I've had close calls. I've lived my dreams as I now come face to face with my own mortality. 
I have no regrets, as I have done what I wanted to do with an exuberance. I wouldn't change a thing if I had to do this all over again, as I like being on the edge. Please don't feel sorry. I don't want sympathy. Just a celebration of who I am. Smile and be happy. The apple of my eye. The twinkle from the laughter as I drift upon a morning sky. End poem. What a lovely uh, um, tribute and memory uh, for your brother. I'm so sorry that, that you lost him. That's relatively, that's it's fairly recent, uh, um, relative or not, uh, considering as someone you've known, you know, your or his whole life. Uh, uh, November is is uh, barely a drop in the bucket for for uh, getting used to um, uh, his absence. So I'm so sorry that you've you're, you're you've had to go through that, and I'm glad that. Um, you're um, able to uh, pay tribute to him in in, in poetry. It, it, you know, Rick, our, the ability to write and to express oneself is a real release of one's energies and that, which help to keep people, writers and that, on the centered, stable kind of, uh, you know, in the middle of it all not losing yourself here and there. It's like being able to go for a good workout and expelling a lot of negative energy, which otherwise you'd go out and just go out in the forest and just scream. But when you have the ability to articulate yourself and to actually go and write something that actually expresses how you feel within, it's a great source of release and comfort to the spirit. Well, that's wonderful. We we don't want to uh, um, uh, downplay the the benefits of going out into the forest and screaming, though, which uh, uh, which many wise people of of old uh, have have actually suggested that you do. Um, uh, I, from uh, my culture, there's a rabbi named Rabbi Nachman of Roslov who specifically used to do that. Um, one of the most revered. Uh, people of of our time and, and, and teachers in that culture would would go out into the forest and and, and yell at the trees and, and things. So um, and uh, so so do that as well. But I, I think um, uh, it's, it's writing poetry. Uh, rock on. Yeah, you you know what I mean, Rick. Like he he was uh, he loved riding motorbikes. He was only a small guy, like five foot eight, hundred and thirty five pounds, but. That guy could handle uh, uh, a Venture Royale, like like a machine that was three or four times his own size. And he could handle it going down the highway like a magician, you know what I mean? And one of the stories I told at at the service was about 10 years ago, he survived an accident where he was coming through British Columbia at like 9 o'clock at night, right around dusk one time. And he came around a corner about a... I, I don't know, about 120 kilometers an hour, which is probably about 80-some miles an hour. And Rick, he, he hit a, a rock slide that had just happened in the interior of British Columbia on this highway within the last half an hour. And he went airborne, and the things that he told me that he did, was, the, the bike should have just rolled on him, but he went airborne in that thing. And he said he was able to turn it on its side when he was in midair and he was able, when it came down, he was able to ride it right into the embankment. And I said, you know, <clears throat> not even a spirit could have done what you just described without 
some kind of spiritual intervention from from the other side. And my mom's sister had just passed away, and my parents' one dog had recently had just passed away as well. And I saw them both there in spirit form, helping guide him back down, because it was amazing. I, I wrote a story about it. I haven't published that one yet, but I sure do intend now. But but it's a really cool story. That's great, Alex. I, I hope that uh, 2019 is a year uh, with... Uh, uh, a lot less loss for you. And um, I really appreciate you calling in today as always. And um, we'll talk to you next time. Okay, Rick. Happy New Year to everybody there. Uh, peace, love, light, happiness, harmony, synchronicity. You always, my friend. To you as well. All right. That was uh, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, calling in, reading a poem uh, that he wrote for his uh, brother who passed away in November. Our, our sympathies, uh, thoughts, um, etc., with you, Alex. Um, Happy New Year, by the way. I guess I, I didn't mention that. I was having a little weird issue with the headphone when I started the show, so if I sounded uh, a little awkward and, and oddly paused, if I sounded oddly paused, I'll, I'll let you figure that out. Um, it's just because I was trying to both figure out the technical issue with my headphones while pretending I was not trying to figure out a technical issue while talking to you via the microphone. So there you go. I think it's all solved now. That was a successful phone call that we just had with Alex. Moving on, the next uh, uh, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. We will be uh, broadcasting live all the way uh, until the top of the next hour, which here in Southern California is 3 p.m. If you're on the East Coast, that's 6 p.m. And if you're anywhere else in the world, you'll have to get out your own time zone math calculators. Um, our next caller is from the 301 area code. Hello. Hey, Rick. It's Hiram LaRue calling. How are you? I'm great, Hiram. How are you? Good. I'm fine. And hey, listen, um, I really uh, want to second your endorsement of listening to Cliff Bernier's recorded poems and uh, taking a moment to read the poem that you showcased on Poetry Superhighway by Cliff. Cliff is a good friend. I've known him for a long time, but even more importantly, he's a wonderful poet. And so I think your listening audience and your admiring audience will enjoy uh, picking up on his poetry. He lives in Alexandria, Virginia, so in what we call the greater D.C. area. Wanted to make sure that there was an additional shout out on that front. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm reading the poem that I published a couple of weeks ago. He submitted a few different um, uh, recordings, and but not the one uh, he we we just published a poem. I guess it was uh, two weeks ago called "All the Winds Owed to the Jazz Harmonica," but that's that's not what we're playing today. But um, but the more Cliff poetry, the better, I guess, is the message we're, uh, <laughs> right. we're, we're, we're giving. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think you're, you're uh, making available the opportunity for folks to send in uh, recordings with music or, and or other media in the background or in association with the poems is terrific. I, I for one, sent um, that note around, that call around to several poets here in the D.C. area who are known for working with musicians, uh, drummers, uh, acoustic guitarists, and the like, 
And so you may, in addition to the one you got from Cliff, or the ones you got from Cliff, you may hear from some others here in the D.C. area. I'm sure you're going to hear from folks from around the country and other countries. I hope so. Um, I, I just I'll talk about it more when uh, when we when we play the track. But I just you know I love the idea of of mixing um, poetry uh, spoken out loud with other other elements. Um, so yep. um, yeah. So uh, so please bring it on, everyone. Yep. And uh, Hiram, what do you, what do you have for us too? Well, I have a poem that happens to be. The title poem from from my newest collection that was published this past month in December from Foothills Publishing. Um, it's called the poem and the collection is called Undone. If I unteach my kiss or unwake my morning and star the days that rise beyond, if I reach back to where the newness lives and firsts flow by. If I undo my dunnings and near the point of dreaming, get there and then come back to now with any gathered loops or straw long gone, if I but ever. If I return to us and unteach my kiss or untime my shirt, or unhum the arrows, if I begin again all over, if I act like onions do in autumn, and love surprise as it plunks the surface, if I unteach my lips to dwell, and if all that or more becomes my taken for granted if I unteach my kiss, if I unlearn my every now of you to swim. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate the airtime, as they say. Uh, yeah, my pleasure. I, I love the concept of uh, the, the idea you, you propagated in there of, of unteaching things, of unlearning things, um, which, yeah, you know, it. it Shock value sounds counterintuitive to what we should be doing, but at the same time, um, there's a beautiful idea of the potential of reinvention, of, of, of looking at things in, in new ways in, in the way that you phrased that. So um, very I kind cool. Like, I kind of like the notion of, um, as I'm sure most folks do, of fresh perspectives, and sometimes I think uh, that requires that we <laughs> kind of undo some of the things we, we're used to doing. But I right. do agree. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's uh, it's counterintuitive, you know, and and it to to the way that we tend to want to plug forward, and um, it, it's difficult for humans. It's difficult for me as a human. I don't want to speak for all humanity, but to take a step back and and allow for those new perspectives. But it's a, it's a real it's a great, important, and often rewarding thing to do. Well, thanks, and and most especially, just thanks for the airtime that you provide all of us um, through this opportunity to call in and listen to each other. Um, I'm also hoping that we'll hear a little bit of your own work. I'd love to hear a bit of your work. Oh, you, you, you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I tend to, when I'm, when I'm hosting something, I tend to not do that. Um, 
I, uh, uh, but there's a, if you, if you go to my Facebook page, I, I read poems every week live in a Facebook live podcast. Um, my face right there on the camera. It's my latest post from yesterday. And I, I usually, I write a Torah portion poem every week and I usually read that and then a couple other things. So I, every week I'm right there on the internet reading new poetry. Okay. So, but, right. uh, but I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the, I appreciate that sentiment and, uh, who knows? Maybe I'll dedicate an entire hour to me in the future. <laughs> that would be great. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. That was uh, Hiram LaRue calling from uh, uh, the greater Washington, D.C. area. Um, I just posted a link. Um, if you're following on Facebook uh, this broadcast, you'll see um, uh, the, the advertisement for this reading in the comments I'm posting uh, links and, and, and info about what's happening on the broadcast. So I just posted a link to the poem that Hiram read, which appeared elsewhere on the, on the website poetsandartists.com. So you can read that again if you'd like. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving along um, to a caller from the 201 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. It's Gia Grillo. Yay, hello. I'm so glad you called and um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember I, I you, have... you, called, uh, you called in oh, a couple sorry. months ago, and 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 I, you know, I uh, it made an impact, and so I'm excited that you're back. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I had some time, so I figured, yeah, I would, uh, I would come and I actually have two if there's time. Um, well, let's go with one because I've got a bunch of um, a bunch of people on. I usually let folks read one, mm. and um, if, if it sounds like I'm floundering towards the end of the hour, you can call back in. Sounds sounds good. Um, well, then I'm going to read um, a piece that I just uh, or I had uh, being published in the most uh, recent uh, issue of Ethelzine, which is a lovely publication. Um, uh, so uh, this is When You Find a Stranger in the Alps. Arthur Digby Sellers does not exist. Larry Cohen created Branded for Chuck Connors after catching the cowboy bug. Not exactly a lightweight. Did Joel and Ethan fictionalize so as to avoid invoking their namesake, little Larry being the vestigial toe of an erased foot? Oh, yes, I did my homework. And this is what happens, Larry. Sellers, last known residence, North Hollywood, on Radford, near the In-N-Out Burger, which is on camera. Thank you. Now wait a minute. Huh? You're, you're in New Jersey, Jersey right now, right? I am. And I don't believe that they have in and or out there. They don't, unfortunately. I've had the opportunity to to California once and enjoy a an actual In and Out Burger. Um, but the specific In and Out Burger that I'm referencing in the poem is from The Big Lebowski. Which oh, right. okay. the majority of that poem is, is referencing. 
It was a great poem. T- say the title again. I, I, I was blown away by the title and then lost track of what it was as I was listening to the poem, <laughs> which was so much it's, fun. It's When You Find a Stranger in the Alp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which um, is something people should constantly be wary of. Um, so, yes, uh, Absolutely. Thank you for highlighting that that situation for us. Um, I have to admit, I, I'm a vegetarian, so um, but I, I go to In and Out all the time because they have uh, grilled cheese there on their secret menu. Oh yes. Um, and yes. Then, uh, I'm I'm also, familiar with this grilled cheese as well. <laughs> yeah, and then we stick a, a veggie burger on it, and it um, and it uh, becomes a um, well a thing that that we just keep thinking about over and over. And then yeah. we eat it, and days go by, and then we think we should have that again. That sounds pretty amazing, and a little veggie patty melt. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on in your in your poetry world? Anything? You, you just have a poem published in Ethel, you said. Anything else to report? Yes. Um, well, I'm actually having a short chapbook published by them in the coming, like, in the new year as well. Um, which I'm very excited about and uh, will be called the moon poems, which will include the poem of the astronaut that I had read previously on the show. As well as some, yeah. Um, I believe it'll be February hard date, not set yet, but sometime in February. That's soon. That's great. Well, wow. I can't wait to see that. Um, well, cool. I'm, I'm so glad you had the time to call in today, uh, Gia, and it's always good to hear from the home state. And, mm-hmm. um, and your work uh, rocks, honestly, so uh, please oh, keep doing so this much. forever. Yeah, yes, I, definitely. Wanted, I, I wanted to post a link to um, Ethel in the, in the uh, thread uh, in the Poached Friday group, but I, I couldn't find it right now. So you have the chance to do that as a comment so people can, can click yes, over to it. absolutely do that for you. Rock on. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, have a great rest of your day, and uh, all right, and we'll you talk too. Again soon. All right. Wonderful. All right. Bye bye. Uh, bye. That was a uh, Gia Grio calling from uh, Lyndhurst, I believe, New Jersey, the Garden State. Uh, so, uh, just think of it like that, and and it'll it'll just uh, it helps it helps Jersey go down a little easier when you think of it as the Garden State. I can say things like that because I was born there. So just no one. No one but me get offended, please. Um, all right. Um, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. I think we have time for one more caller before the uh, half-hour mark uh, when we get to our spoken promised spoken word track. Our next caller is from the uh, 801 area code. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, good. This is Trish. Hey, Trish. All right. This is like this is, this is my favorite show ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah, talked to you in a long. It, it has been a while. It has I been a while. I was just thrilled thrilled that I uh, had time to pop in this afternoon, and I've enjoyed the poems so far. It's been great to hear other voices. Yeah. Likewise. Now, I, I, as I recall, you're calling from Utah. Is that correct? You got it. And what, what what city are you in over there? Provo, south, Provo, okay. forty miles south of Salt Lake. Yeah. Got it. I've never been to Utah, but I I feel I should go there. There's plenty of snow here today. 
<laughs> I'm going to wait till the summer, it's, but I. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Cool. Well, so I have you a got for you. Awesome. So this uh, this poem is was actually picked up by the Pen Review. It'll be published in their January issue, and it is one of several in my map. <clears throat> excuse me, in a current manuscript that I'm sending out, uh, hopefully to get published, about an accident that my son was in a couple of years back and uh, his recovery from that. So this one is called Three Miracles. One, you can still taste. You've been out of the hospital for a while, but the vertigo is back. The ENT says it might take a few treatments to shift the crystals of your inner ear as he positions you carefully on the table, directs the motion of your bandaged head, up, then down, side to side. I read somewhere that animals respond differently when they can't smell. Take mice, for example. They lose weight when odor-deprived. Oddly, it has nothing to do with smelling food, more with metabolism. It's simple to think the loss of smell is minor or sound. Be mindful, the ENT says. Make sure to turn off gas appliances. Don't eat expired foods. Always wear deodorant. Dolphins, on the other hand, can't smell at all. They lack olfactory nerves but have more taste sensitivity and don't have to worry about asphyxiation, BO, or soured milk. You ask, will I ever be able to smell again? What happens is, when the head gets jolted, neurosensors used to detect scent get shaved off. Sometimes they grow back within six months. What happens if they don't? Two, your short-term memory will be back to normal within a year. Three, you don't remember the actual accident. That's it. And now I have to run into the kitchen and make sure that all of my food is up to date. Um, is is the first thing that's going to happen <laughs> at the end of the broadcast? Um, medicines too, by the way. Um, tell it a great poem. Thank you for sharing it, Trish. Sure. Tell, my tell pleasure. Us, I, I, you, you just um, you posted recently. Um, uh, your your blog had an anniversary, and and your it's it's doing really well in terms of visitors and things. Tell us, tell us what you do there and, and what that's all about. Uh, yeah, um, uh, not technically an anniversary, but <laughs> um, I started blogging end of 2014, <clears throat> so it's been just over four years. And at the beginning of the year, I post all my stats, my submission and publication stats, and um, how well the blog has been doing, but. Uh, yeah, so my blog is trishhopkinson.com uh, or selfishpoet.com. Both those URLs work. And I basically just share poetry tips, uh, no fee submission calls. Uh, I do guest blog posts that are about poet life. Um, and I post probably, I mean, almost daily. I think I posted over 200 posts last year. So. That's fantastic. I, I can tell you that um, uh, as a poet myself, uh, when I'm, you know, not spending my time orchestrating poetry superhighway stuff, you know, I'm always, you know, in in, in all the free time I have, I, I you know, I'm, I, I'm looking for somewhere to, to send work to, and 
and your blog is one of the first places I go to see, you know, what what the latest things are and see if I might be a good, you know, my work might be a good match for for, for something that you've called out. So um, it's an incredible resource. Um, and I know 200 posts a year is a huge amount of posts. And, and I know it's not just a post, it's, 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 you know, it's a research into what you're posting and making sure it's the right thing. And, and there's text that you write about it. And so, it, you know, thank you very much for all that you do to um, provide this information and resource for other, other poets. Uh, it's my pleasure. I uh, also go to my blog first when I'm looking to submit. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> really, that's uh, really, really how I started. It was just finding resources and wanting to save them. And then I realized that other people could use them too. So it has worked out really well. And I've got to meet some really cool people, including you and a lot of the other folks that um, interact with Poetry Superhighway. So it's been uh, been really a, a great, uh, happy accident um, how well it's done. So. But thank you for having me today, and uh, Happy New Year. Oh, you too. You too. Um, thanks for calling. I'm, I haven't talked to you in a long time, and I'm, I'm excited that you, you called back in today. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. All right. Take it easy. That's, uh, that was uh, Trish Hopkinson calling from Provo, Utah. Um, she uh, uh, runs the blog at uh, trishhopkinson.com or aselfishpoet.com. Uh, Trish has been involved uh, – fairly consistently with Poetry Superhighway stuff. She was um, one of the winners of the 2016 Poetry Superhighway contest, which got her an invitation to be one of the judges of our 2017 contest, which she accepted and did a, a lovely job uh, doing uh, as a judge as well. So very excited to talk with Trish. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to um, our next callers, I see you guys on the line. We're getting to you soon. It's the half hour mark of the show. And um, I like to play a spoken word track. Um, so recently, uh, two weeks ago, we, I published the poet Cliff, uh, Clifford uh, Bernier. Um, and Cliff saw um, uh, my call for uh, spoken word track submissions that went out in yesterday's Poetry Superhighway newsletter and sent a few things. This is one of the things that he sent. Uh, this is the poem, Congo Square. Congo Square. Beat of a bone on the hide of an ox. Entemba, Atumpan, Conga. Shuffle of feet in the soil of the field. Mandingo, Baule, Bacango. Plucked like the strings of an ambanza. Plucked like a banjo. Struck like a maman under the mapu tree. Beat like a drum. Africans abducted and packed into ships for passage to markets in Haiti, Cuba, Jamaica. I was stolen from the fields of Benin. Bound like cargo, sleeping in their waste. My children were sleeping at home. Dying from disease and starvation. My husband was hunting for food for the village. Resold to profiteers and auctioned on the block. My at mother Pierre was Maspero's mending my clothes. Slave exchange in New Orleans. Purchased by planters to clear swampland and dig ditches. Haul rocks. Assemble shacks from Gambia, skilled woodworkers and stone cutters from Senegal, compelled to pick cotton from dawn to dusk from Senegambia in lethal heat with little water or break. But on Sunday, at the far end of town, under the live oaks in the field beyond Rampart Street, to the beating of bones and sticks on drums built from boxes and old pork barrels, pulsing to slit drums, stool drums 
open stave drums, bongos got from gourds and twine, got bucket wash tubs, bottles filled with teeth, in a frenzy of leaping, rising to madness under the sycamores. Under the trees. To the shrieks of cow-horn hunting crooks, quill pipes, pan pipes, marimbas cascading among the calls and cries, glides, groans, moans, and shouts of the Hausa, Fulani scraping the teeth of a horse's jaw with sticks, Fonti beating the jaw of an ass with a rusty key, by the Joloff merchant's canvas cast in the red dust trading rice cakes, Corn, cane, milk, mutton, gingerbread, indigo. Wearing strange and savage fashions with the tales of wild beast slaves. Gathered to remember, making jazz. Jazz. Jesus. Jazz. 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 At Congo Square in New Orleans, Yorobas drubbed the mango and the bugan with the segan and the bula. Tossed cornmeal on the ground, <laughs> guinea peppers in their mouths to summon Rada. Gede, Petro, to the Grand Master of Makaya. Bambara. As the root man filled the grigri with fingernail and powdered brick, praising stones, plants, vases, scraps of iron. Lega, Dambala, Ogu, Zaka, lizards and toads, pebbles and shells, feathers from a chicken breast, hairs from the tail of a goat, graveyard dirt for Sante Dede and Marie Laveau to conjure black cats and roosters for the hoodoo man at the orgy in the Bayou St. John on St. John's Eve. O son, sanga, limaja of the sea. To the rhythm of the bone bands making jazz. 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 In the pleasure halls and gaming rooms of the Congo, brash men danced with bare women to the raucous presentation of improvised musical groups of random instrumentation in a perpetual hedonistic binge with style. Bartenders, cutthroats, cockfighters, thieves, in Storyville, on Smoky Row, on Basin Street, Burgundy Street, Beauregard Street, Bienville Street, in the Tenderloin, under the Magnolias, Fanny Sweet, Lulu White, Josie Arlington, Emma Johnson, and all the voodoo ladies of the district parlayed tales of the gumbo yaya to the patrons of love oil and goofer dust with flutes and trumpets fashioned from elephant tusks and rhinoceros horns, with drums and rattles crafted from calabashes and hollowed-out logs, mulattoes, quadroons, mestizos, octoroons, making jazz, 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 jazz. Buddy Bolden's ragtime band, Buddy Gilmore and the Dark Town Strutters, Ubi Blake and the Sounds of Africa, Chris McGregor's Brotherhood of Breath, Jelly Roll Morton's Red Hot Peppers, King Oliver's Creole Jazz Band, Louis Armstrong and the Hot Five making jazz, 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 Baby Dodds, Free Man of Color, Free Man, Art Blakey, Free Man of Color, Free Man, Elvin Jones, Free Man of Color, Free Man, Mongo Santa Maria, Free Man of Color, Free Man. Study Singleton, free man of color. Free man. Max Roach, 
Free man of color. Free man. Roy Haynes. Free man of color. Free man. Pancho Sanchez. Free man of color. Free man. Making jazz. 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 Well, that was uh, that was the poem Congo Square by Cliff Bernier. Um, Cliff is from uh, the D.C. area, as we uh, learned earlier when Hiram Maru called in, um, but I can confirm that as well. Um, the second voice on the track was uh, the poet Bernice Turner, um, and uh, uh, this is from a CD that uh, that Cliff put together with uh, with her called Black and White, um, and so. Uh, I initially was attracted to this just because of the title. Um, Congo Square is a spot in New Orleans, uh, which I visited and um, which I think is a very special place to go. Um, but when you hear that poem, obviously there's so much more going on than just a nice place to visit. So I'm um, really glad to hear that that track from Cliff Bernier. Thanks so much for sending it in, Cliff, and uh, looking forward to hearing more from you. You can read another poem by Cliff uh, on Poetry Superhighway, um, published him a couple of weeks ago. Um, the la he was the last poet we published in, um, in, uh, uh, in 2018, along with John Gray. And you can see his poem, All the Winds Owed to the Jazz Harmonica, uh, there uh, for your reading pleasure. So um, just to, uh, to reinforce this idea that I want to play a spoken word track at the half hour mark of our show. So this is basically your call to, to send those in. Um, what you just heard was the closest I'll, I'll take to just a straight reading of a poem. And what, what really elevated that beyond just a straight reading was that there were two voices um, that, uh, that, you know, one was a counter voice or, or an echo voice. Um, that, that made it something more than just a straight reading. I don't want just a recording of you reading a poem. If you want to do that, you can just call in and read the poem. We can talk. It'll be nice. So what I do want is uh, something that, um, that includes you reading the poem that you've added something to. In the case of Cliff's poem, there was a second voice. Um, uh, it could be music. It could be sound effects. Um, and in some cases, it could be a live recording of you reading your poem um, in front of an audience, where the audience's uh, reactions, their laughter, their applause, their their gasps of astonishment, whatever it is, um, those create the extra um, ambiance or sound effect, which makes it a spoken word track uh, that I'm looking forward to play. So if you've got something like that, please send it to me in uh, MP3 format. You're welcome to send more than one to uh, via email to rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, please make sure it's MP3 format, um, so uh, uh, other formats um, don't necessarily play, and I have to do some work to kind of uh, convert them to something else before I can even hear them. So if you want to make it easy for me, please just send an MP3 format. I'm not looking for a link to your work somewhere else, and send the MP3s. You can do this. All right, that's it. That was the uh, Spoken Word Track segment of Poetry Superhighway Live. Um, thanks again, Cliff Bernier, for... Uh, sending that piece in. We've got a, um, a bunch more callers on the air. We're going to try to get to all of you before the show ends in uh, 18 minutes or so. Our next caller is from the 585 area code. Hello. Why, 585, that must be me, Phil Huffy. Hello, Phil. Where are you calling from? 
I'm in Rochester, New York. Rochester? It's near Lake Ontario, you know. Near I, Buffalo. Upstate New York. Put it that way. Anyway, I, it's good I, to chat with I, you. I did my time in Syracuse, New York, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't right. know that I've well, been to Rochester, under- but I, but I understand Rochester. You understand us a little bit. That's great. Well, I'm enjoying this. Trish Hopkinson's kind of important to sort of new writers like myself because of her, her useful uh, demonstration of uh, uh, efforts we might make. Uh, and I certainly enjoyed the recorded, the recorded piece uh, as a music fan. Uh, and as a sensitive person, uh, it's, it was very nice, and I'm so glad I was able to hear it today. And I'm talking to another vegetarian, so that's a good, always good. We could compare notes if time permitted, but I don't think now's the time. <laughs> I, we should compare notes. Um, Tofu, my uh, uh, upstate New Yorkian brother. I, I'm sorry? <laughs> It's really not even worth repeating, but uh, I said tofu, my upstate New Yorkian. Oh, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm with you now. And uh, anyway, uh, I had a piece in Eskimo Pie, uh, which is an online uh, uh, an online magazine. You may be familiar with it. And uh, you know, well, I was waiting to, to to maybe read some of the lighter things, but in view of what I've been hearing, I thought it would come back down to planet Earth. Uh, my poems are blissfully short, so if I read you Futurama, uh, we will be through and discussing it in about 40 seconds. May I go ahead? I, I can't wait. All right. Futurama, archival footage from 1939, Flushing Meadow, Trilon, and Perisphere, the imagined world of tomorrow, streamlined, modern, and clean. Now at her little table, I gently cut mother's nails, knowing that it is the touch itself, not the trim, which matters most. They sneaked off to the city, yet unhitched and scandalous, smooth-skinned sweethearts hand in hand among the fedora skirted throngs. I've sought old films and photos, searching, and technicolor newsreels, well-preserved. Is that familiar pair among the crowd where I can spy them? together again. I have sometimes asked about the trip. Mom said once they saw a robot who smoked and bought popcorn to share while strolling. I haven't mentioned my research. We're through. Futurama. Most people understand the World's Fair from 1939, so I didn't include an introduction. Uh, Conceptually, sure, though uh, so few of us were there. um, Me neither, but the folks were, and were. and there are a lot of existing and available newsreel, you know, uh, cover newsreel coverage of that event. So that's what what started me thinking about was actually a factual uh, a factual situation. So there you have it, Futurama. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. I did. I post a link to uh, to uh, your work at EskimoPie.net, which I found online while you were while you were reading so people can click over That's there okay. and, and, and check it yeah, out. That would be nice. Um, um, any, anything going on in Rochester that we should know about in terms of poetry? poetry uh, and- I just entered the sonnet contest from the uh, uh, sponsored by one of the, uh, by, by a place called writers and books, which is uh, both a more brick and mortar bookstore and sort of a uh, gathering point for uh, uh, people of letters. So, 
I'm excited about the Sonic contest. And uh, uh, other than that, most of my activities are involved in, uh, you know, in in, um, in internet or uh, hard copy publications, which are all over the place. So not to say Rochester isn't fun. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I would never dare to say such a thing. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> um, well, great. Um, so uh, I, good luck in the Sonic contest. And um, I certainly understand the concept of, uh, of a good deal of activities happening mostly online, running, running a website, um, all of the activities of which involve online, uh, including this That's very perfect. event that you're, that you're participating in. Um, so mm-hmm. cool. Well, well, Phil, I, I really appreciate you calling in, and I hope that you do so again, and uh, nice to talk with you. Glad I was able to cut through, and I'll let you get on to your next caller. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was uh, Phil Huffy calling from Rochester, uh, New York, just a hop, skip, and a, and, a, and a rock throw or two away from Syracuse, where I spent uh, uh, some years um, as a boy not delivering newspapers in 20 below zero. Don't get me started. Uh, the number to call in uh, is uh, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 301 area code. Hi. Hey, Rick. It's Hiram. I think you can go on to somebody else. I got disconnected, so I rang back in. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're supposed to listen online because uh, uh, calling in indicates... Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, to. I didn't understand. Sorry about that. Yeah, there, you can, that's okay. Okay, uh, I'll hang up and listen online. Thank <laughs> Very you. Very good. Uh, what a lovely surprise to hear Hiram's voice again, though. I thought I thought uh, I thought that would be it for this month, and and there it was again. Um, so uh, it's it's a treat, really. Um, all right, moving on. Six four six seven one six seven three six two. I hope I didn't read that too fast. But if you're watching, you're listening to the show. Probably the number is right on your screen. Anyway, our next caller is from the nine one nine area code. Um, hello, nine one nine. Oh, I think that must be me. I'm Adrian Ejoma from Cary, North Carolina. Cary, North Carolina. Um, Adrian, yes. so nice to uh, nice to meet you. Welcome aboard. Likewise, I'm very excited right now. <laughs> really, I, I never get that reaction uh, uh, from anyone for any reason. But so uh, that, <laughs> now I'm excited. <laughs> I, I've been. I, I have a book uh, called Cuts on Me. It's um, a spoken word collection, um, and I did hear what you said about um, um, recording something. So I want to do that in the future. Um, and as I'm listening, I'm changing what I want to read because the time is short. So I, I moved on to a shorter poem than the one I originally intended. Okay. Well, um, let's let go for it, and, and let's let's take a listen. Okay, it's called Rage on the Road, and it, I guess that speaks for itself. Um, <laughs> I had a, a almost two-and-a-half-hour commute. Uh, I work for Revlon um, and had a lot of problems on the road, so this is something that I wrote because of that. Um, the job has ended, but the problem was still there. So Rage on the Road, I got to get in, I got to go, but lady in front of me moving too slow using my signal, blinking lane change, then guy in the pickup starts eyeing me strange? He's speeding up. I'm a speed faster. Can't get behind him because that guy's just backwards. Master of the road, defensive driver. You cut me off and then blew out a tire. Trying not to laugh as I'm driving on, but I'm still ticked off as I arrive home. Next day at work, he sees my car. Man didn't know he would take it that far. Slammed in the back, spun me around, 
my mouth wide open as I hit the ground. All I can think of is cop car lights flash. When I get out the hospital, I'll whoop that ass. Ask me what happened. Thank God I'm alive. I'm not at fault here. He just can't drive. People too slow. Move out of my way. I've got something important to get to today. Yeah, I know the limit. That's not about me. Don't you get it? I got somewhere to be. Now another red light. Oh, I'll blow my gasket. Yeah, I'll slow it down when I'm in my casket. I got to get in. I got to go. But soccer mom in front of me is moving too slow. And that's it. I'm so sorry you had that experience, Adrian. <laughs> well, the literal experience didn't happen of me being attacked, but it was um, a treacherous time. My first week on the job, I was run off the road by a semi. And it, it literally, he I, I don't know if he fell asleep on the road or he's on his cell phone. I don't know what it was. But this was like a continuous thing. It happened at least four or five times in the year that I worked uh, out out in Oxford, North Carolina. And I just start writing this one day. It came to my mind as I'm driving how people's attitudes are on the highway, that everything about them and where they have to go is the most important thing and with no concern for yeah. life. And that's what, that's what I was feeling uh, when I wrote it. Yeah, I, I I certainly relate to um, relate to that. Um, you know, living in Southern California, we're we're not necessarily known for our um, easy drives here and there. Um, so um, uh, you know, and I, I I really I remember taking driver's training in uh, in high school, and and the thing that has stuck with me for decades now was the idea of defensive driving. You know. Um, yeah. And and so it you know I just and it's so frustrating when when other folks behave in the way you described in in your poem uh, you know as if anything they do is really going to make that much of a difference in in, in their end goal exactly. for that that exactly. matter. There's such a there's such an unfortunate territorial thing that goes on with with drivers that uh, that it's it's unpleasant to drive amongst you know so in yeah. um, this this day and age. You can't show your anger, you know, towards any other person because you don't know what they're going to do. It's it, it, This also was right. like uh, scenarios where people went as far as chasing someone down or following them and, and going to their house and killing them because of, oh, someone got in front of me. Like how trivial is that, that you yeah. would take a line based on your need to be the first in line? There is no first in line. It's a highway. <laughs> right, They're all right. interconnected. No one is really in the front. It's true. <laughs> and but but we live in that age, and and this is what what happens. So, you know, we just it happens, and we just suck it up and keep going. And even though we're angry about it, but um, I said, well, at least I can write a poem. <laughs> yeah, art. Anything that creates art, it, it, at least the art came of it. So well well done. Do you have a website or anything, or that people can check you out or if they want to see your your spoken word? CD or anything? What, do, what can people do? I do on all. Uh, my website is dot com, and Jess as in Jessica, Vaughn, V A U G H N, rights.com. And also um, on all the social networks, it's the same name Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And um, yes, yeah, so I just published my book last year, and that's what I've been working on is, is getting more. Um, exposure 
in talking about it because it's a sensitive subject that I've written on. It's it's focusing on the emotional pain that we have from uh, death, from sexual assault, molestation, um, and all the, the tragedies that we suffer in this life. And it was just me getting my experience uh, out through uh, poetry and spoken word. That's great. Well, um, I, I posted a link to your website in the in the in the Facebook uh, post in the comments to the Facebook post promoting this reading, so you can check that out there. And I hope you uh, I hope you call in again. Or I would spoken love word to. CDs or, I'm or, happy uh, to MP3s. talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> you may be the first person I've ever excited. So uh, uh, so that's really? that's exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right, just I'm gonna try to get to my. Uh, Last last okay. caller in. Good to hear your voice. Thank you so much for calling in. That was uh, Jess from Cary, North Carolina. I've got one more caller uh, from a block number. Hello. Hello, Rick. Michael from Birmingham. How are you? I've got about two minutes. Yeah. You got a really quick, and, quick poem? No, it's not going to be that long. Happy New Year. There's probably another caller behind me, right? Uh, no, but I've only got about two minutes. So if you get right into it, I'd oh. love to hear it. Uh, well, I'm just going to wish you a happy new year. It's too rushed. It's not your fault. This matter of circumstances, but I, I listened to the December show and I enjoyed it. I know it was curtailed. I understand. And I'm glad that today's show is on the epiphany. I wanted to, um, so I want to give a shout out to the epiphany. I was going to read for the epiphany, but it's just too rushed on the time. Like I said, no one's fault. Just a matter of circumstances. I've enjoyed today's show. When is the February show? I mean, yeah, February, the February show. February 3rd. February 3rd. Okay, hope to talk to you then. Happy New Year. Okay, Mike, you, should, you're, you're, you don't have like a – is your poem long? You usually read really short poems. I'm, I'm sure you can if, – if it's – Fireflies, fireflies, bugs with illumination. Happy New Year. Talk to you in February, Perfect. hopefully. Perfect. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for calling in. I knew we could get a Michael from Birmingham, Alabama poem in because he always writes super short poems. Uh, so great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fantastic show um, uh, with lots of people calling in. Thanks thanks to Alex from uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Thanks to Hiram uh, from uh, the D.C. area for calling in. Thanks to Gia from Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Gia, always super happy to hear your work and your voice. Um, Trish, what a great surprise to hear um, from you today, from Provo, Utah, calling in. Thank you so much. Um, thanks uh, to Click Bernier for sending in that spoken word track on Congo Square, which we heard. He's um, he's also from the D.C. area. Thanks to Phil Huffy from Rochester, New York. Thanks to Adrian, who we just got off the line with a minute ago um, or so, from Cary, North Carolina, for telling me that I excited her just by, well, who knows? Uh, but thanks for calling in, Adrian. And thanks to Michael for closing out the show with your uh, short poem, for the epiphany. Our next show is going to be on Sunday, February 3rd, four weeks from right now, uh, same time, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern time or 3 o'clock p.m. or I should say or 5 p.m. Eastern time. Did I say Eastern time the first time? 2, 2 p.m. Pacific time or 5 p.m. Eastern time. I shouldn't try to do math live on the air. That's the one thing I, I keep learning over and over. Um, watch for the announcement of the uh, great Poetry Exchange. I think it's going to be our 17th or 18th year of that project uh, that's going to come on February 1st. And plan on volunteering to send a copy of your book somewhere else in the world and receiving one from somewhere else in the world. That's our February project. Um, send us your poetry. Click on the submission guidelines from Poetry Superhighway 
Com to check out how to send us in work. And of course, um, you're invited to send spoken word tracks, um, MP3, something more than, than just a straight reading, and I'll consider playing it on a future show. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day.